Okay, welcome to a, what has been a very infrequent Virial USA podcast. I've been waiting for us to announce all sorts of new signings before doing one, and that hasn't happened. So what I'm what we're going to do is a podcast where we're going to talk about who who we think we're going to sign and who we ought to sign, and then maybe that'll make it happen. So I'm here with Robin, well, here virtually, Robin in the UK where it's 30-some degrees Celsius, and Julian in Norway where it's 30-some degrees Celsius, and here in Western California it's about the same. So we're all burning up. <laughs> Greetings, guys. <laughs> I should be in the pub with a cold beer, but for some reason I'm here with you three. But it's always a pleasure to talk to you all, I promise. It is, it is. Although, although wait a minute, you, you, I've been in British pubs. The beer is not cold. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, but we have to adapt to warm beer because we never get it. And then when the hot weather does come, it warms up our beers and we don't know what to do. So um, (laughs) we do it with warm beer. And then you you go to Spain and they panic when they come here and they see like warm beers. They're just like, I'm going to die. And take me to hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe we (laughs) should, maybe we should talk about the (laughs) real <laughs> so you know, I I don't know. Um, I mean, we've been we've been we've made some changes in the in the roster, but not as many as we thought we would have made by this point. Um, I don't know, Robin. You want to start? What do you make of what we've done and what what you think we have left to do? Yeah, it's it's a strange one, isn't it? Because I think we we sort of said, and a lot of people have said that like no one seems to be splashing the cash, and also that the market seems to be like overpricing players in general. So we've been sort of rumored with quite high high budgeting and, and and quite expensive signings, which is quite surprising. I, I would be honest, I'm I'm really happy about the way the players that we sort of let go. Like, I mean, some of them. Obviously, they weren't like absolutely useless, but at the same time, that you know, we had such a big squad last season that it was really, really hard to kind of kind of assess who would be the starting lineup, and you know, you just get different players rotated, which is it's always great to rotate. But when you've got so many players that we can't really do much with, it's quite good. I, I was very sad to see Asenko go, and I was very sad in a way to see Mario go. It was kind of the writing was on the cards for those. T- to both both mm-hmm. leave, but I, I really rated Asenko as a keeper. I, I really didn't think the Rudy was that much better, in complete honesty. So I'm quite surprised that we haven't got a new goalkeeper. Um, and yeah, the striker thing seems to be quite ongoing. So um, I, th- I think what we're going to see in maybe a week or so, we'll have the first match of La Liga, which would be great. And then we're going to just have to have a look and see there may be like several signings that we all announce in one go, which would be really, really good. That's certainly what happened last season. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of rumors flying around, so maybe we will get some soon, which would be great. Well, how about you? Do how do you feel about kind of so far what's been going on? I'll chuck it at Julian. Go on, Julian. You start as well. <laughs> no, it's it's been from one end to another. Uh, from I thought that maybe possibly we will see Pau or Donjuma leave, and now all of a sudden there's no talks about that anymore. It's more about who we have to sell and. I don't know if you heard about the Paco incident where he doesn't want to leave and it's so many things that have to uh, be in like uh, some many things that has to go right before we can sign any players and Paco and Dia and so many uh, uncertainty about those players before and it's 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 uh, very interesting and the Lucenso incident is another uh, <laughs> story and uh, <laughs> so uh, i hope i hope we can land on the celso both Villarreal, tottenham and him they all three want to find a um, solution and it seems as we might get a loan deal which is a good uh, deal for the club because of the expenses that we are all are trying to get uh, rid of uh, so we will see how it goes yeah, yeah I, mean, I think the thing that's that's um, been been difficult. I mean, this is not surprising because dealing with Spurs, which we've mm-hmm. done for Foyth, we did for La Celso last year on loan, and we did for um, oh, uh, Foyth, 
Well, we did Floyd, but before that, Soldado. You know, he came from, yeah. from yeah, Tottenham, Soldado, yeah. and it was the same thing. Where it's like, you know, at the start of the summer, we would we would identify him as our objective, and then it would just keep going and keep going and keep going, and eventually it would get done. Um, mm. I guess the two players who have been linked for most of the summer are Lo Celso and Edinson Cavani, and mm. we know that. Lo Celso was also um, Fiorentina made a run at to try to, to get him, but Lo Celso has been adamant that he wants to play for Villarreal again. So I think that deal will get done. It's just a question of um, exactly when. Cavani um, had a could have said yes to Boca. He didn't. He's, he basically has communicated he wants to play in Spain. Um, he supposedly has an agreement with us of some nature, but I don't know what it is. Um, I guess I'm, I'm, I would be more confident in the two that Lo Celso will come. I'm fairly confident about Cavani as long as we get Dia or Paco moved in the next week or so. He can't wait around forever. Um, mm-hmm. Paco, we haven't seemed to find a club that will that is interested. I, there was some stuff about going to Germany, but that's, I haven't heard much about that. Dia had a, had a club in Italy that wanted him on, on loan, I think with a buy option, but he didn't want to go there, even though Virial were okay with it. And he wants to go back to Nice to, to France and play in Nice, but their first offer wasn't enough for us. So that's kind of going on. And then mm-hmm. out of the blue is oh, out of the blue is the whole Jeremy thing, and you know a lot of rumors about him. So yeah, the, the striker thing is interesting because I, I think Dia 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 kind of wants to go, doesn't he? He, he doesn't mind mm-hmm. where he goes. I think like you said, I think he just wants to go to France. In terms of offers, we didn't massively overspend in Dia. I mean, it is in a way it's quite a shame that Dia's situation's kind of played out like this because he did have that good run. I think we all remember. Back in January, just before he went off to the um, Cup in um, yeah, Africa, yeah, thing, yeah. where he was actually pretty good. And um, the problem, the problem was that em- Emery did play him as a lone striker, and it's quite clear he wasn't a lone striker. I know we were in that situation where he had to play a lone striker because there wasn't another striker to play. Yeah. But at the same time, I generally thought the deal was sort of starting to really find his feet a bit. Um, he seems, I mean, looking at his previous goals, thing, he does seem a bit inconsistent that he scored quite a lot of goals until a point and then stopped. Um, but generally, I was, you know, I was a bit surprised that we wanted to let him go. But I think I can't. I, I don't think we can ask for loads back for him because he isn't hasn't really sort of proved himself with VRL. Obviously, we, you know, we're very very business astute, aren't we? But at the same time, I think if, you know, if we do need to free up that space and he wants to go, and you know, we can do it, then that's fine. You know, I, I'm I'm happy for him to go. Uh, Paco, obviously, I, I have very strong feelings about Paco. I think he's been crap since he started, and I always thought that we overspent on him. Um, yeah. That's well known, so I won't rant about that. But same time, I, I think there's a lot more behind the scenes with him as well. I think he, he's being difficult. Um, and I think we probably have plenty of offers. I know there was offers from Celta Vigo for one thing. And the thing about it is if he's going to be fussy about it and really wants to stay in Valencia, Valencia aren't going to cash cough, cough up quite as much as you know what we are probably asking for him, um, considering how much we spent. I mean, we, we should expect a bit of money back on him. I know his form's absolutely dropped, but at least 10, 10 million, hopefully. Yeah, um, yeah. At the same time, if he's being difficult by it, what he's going to end up doing is spending the whole season on the bench. He's not playing ever again for VRL, I don't think. You know, even if we were desperate, we'd probably look to the B team over him. Um, and what I think think will happen, he'll spend the whole season on the bench, and then no one will want to sign him when he finishes his contract because clearly he's got then got a bit of an attitude problem as well. So maybe he's just holding out for the Valencia deal. I don't know. Um, but I, I really want that. I want that sorted out, and I, I'm not so sure on the Cavani deal. Um, He's a proven goal scorer. He's a brilliant player, age thing. And depending on how much wages we, you know, how much we're going to spend on the wages, because obviously it'd be a free thing, it might be worth it. But would it really be that worth it? That's the thing. I'd, I'd probably rather just spend a fairly be, a bit of decent cash on an OK striker and just see how it goes. I don't know. I kind of I ran, ranted again as usual there. Uh, Alan, what, what do you kind of think? Well, I think Julian wanted to get a word in edgeways oh, a couple sorry, times. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, uh, I was just gonna say that um, I don't mind uh, Lo Celso, but I have a. I'm getting a, like a strong disagreement with the move 
with these players, the old players that uh, Emery um, fancies. And um, although, as you say, Cavani is a proven striker, uh, the age is a big problem. And if we bring him, that's going to affect uh, Jackson, uh, who has been playing almost every uh, game in the preseason. And that's going to affect his um, development. So I feel like... You, I feel like we should not uh, invest so much in Cavani and more so uh, Lo Celso uh, because of uh, the wage and the age of Cavani. And I think we should um, invest in the youth. And we have now Bayena, who has done really well in the midfield. And we have now Jackson, who also has performed really good in preseason. So we should try to invest invest in those players instead of Cavani. Well, I think the only, I think the, yeah, I was going to mention Nicholas Jackson too when when um, Robin was talking about Dia because I think that's, I think that's one of the things that has made Dia um, more expendable is that um, I don't think the two are that different in terms of playing style necessarily. Um, I think Jackson is quicker. Dia has more experience, but I don't know that you really need to keep um, both of them. Um, mm. And I think the emergence of, of Jackson has sort of made Dia more more available on the market. Um, yeah, the Paco thing. I think there's a, I think there's a lot more behind the scenes that we don't know about because I just you know it just seems both he and Danjuma um, seem to be difficult types or they seem to suddenly not be listed on the on the uh, on the squad for a match and you don't really know why. And I, you know, I'm just not sure with either one of them, but Paco in particular. Yeah. I mean, this is sort of reminding me of the uh, Raquel May thing all those years ago where basically um, it was a little different, but in terms of what started it, but the bottom line is, as Robin says, it's like, okay, so you're going to turn down every deal. So you're going to sit here on the bench and what is that? You know, what is that going to accomplish? So I don't, I don't qu- quite know what's going to happen here. I mean, it it has been. It's interesting that all of the discussion of Paco had pretty much been from the Villarreal perspective. I haven't seen much of anybody um, talking about Paco in terms of a striker that's available that we would like to get. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that, uh, I guess the bigger question is, okay. I mean, I think we probably will end up with somebody. Um, I actually would, would not mind getting Cavani because he's only going to, you know, I don't think he's going to, he's going to be a problem for Jackson or for anybody else because he's not going to be around that long and he's not going to play every day anyway. Right. I mean, he's, he just, is not going to be able to. The, the other option is to go and spend a bunch of money on a striker like the Almeria guy that we keep being linked with for some large amount of money. And I don't know. I just don't see that. I just don't, I just yeah. don't see that happening. So to me, I think the question is, you, you know, you've got, even if, even if, say, we lost Yeremy's, even if, even if we sold Yeremy to Arsenal or Liverpool or whoever for a bunch of money, we still would have, um, you, you have a bunch of, especially if you get Lo Celso and you got Cavani, you've got a bunch of attacking parts that are all, a bunch of them can play a bunch of places. I don't know, I don't feel like we need to spend money on a, on a big money on a striker because we already have so many offensive players. Um, mm. I don't think we need another one. Yeah. That's, that's sort of my, my problem with it really, which I think is probably some of the issues I have with Emery that he likes these sort of jigsaw. It's like for him, the VRL squad is like a jigsaw and then you've lost a piece or the piece is slightly dented and it doesn't fit in the space. That's right. So he's just trying to move it around or he's like, he gets a bit of cardboard, cuts it out and paints it and thinks, oh, that's, that's made the jigsaw. And it, it doesn't make the squad well. It doesn't, you can't sort of play together as a team if you're always around other players that are maybe don't fit in that hole. Um, so I, what I, I, the reason I kind of like us to buy a striker 
just so Gerard has a partner, because I think one of the problems last season was that we were all so dependent on Gerard, and yet, yes, we are getting Lo Celso and Dan Jume and stuff, but they can't play striker alongside him in a sort of almost 4-4-2. So if Gerard goes, then we're absolutely in a... Or, you know, if Gerard is injured, then we're in a mess, really, because if you remember last season, Dan Juma and Lo Celso weren't providing the same goals that Gerard was. So, and I think to kind of develop a partnership... Um, we need to sort of sign a striker that's maybe not, not spending like 30 million. That, that Almeria thing is probably a bit daft. And I'm, I'm wondering if it's just been inflated in in the media about that. And I'm wondering, because I can't see us spending that amount of money on, on that striker. I'm not yeah. saying he's a bad striker. I'm not saying it's worth it. But it seems so extreme to spend 30 million on him. Yeah, it just doesn't seem our style, does it? Yeah, it's it's just a bit peculiar. So we'll see. And I, I mean, I, I certainly take your point, Julian, on, on Jackson. Um, I I just remember the same thing when sort of Fernino sort of arose a bit. We we sort of mellowed it a bit on, on, yeah. on strikers. We didn't want to put pressure on. He's quite young, isn't he? So, um, and I, I've been pleasantly surprised by kind of how positive the sort of feedback has been on Bayern because I remember he played a few games last season. And we were all a bit like a bit miffed. He was a bit sort of scrappy, a bit new. But everyone seems to talk about it in a really positive way, which is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I feel. I, I mean, I haven't seen enough of him to play to know if he can play like a sort of a holding striker or anything like that. He's uh, like, yeah. but, but what, like I have seen uh, all of the preseasons, uh, yeah. and uh, and I've seen him perform, and I feel he's more. Um, uh, with Dio, he he can disappear for sixty minutes, and you don't see him, and then he, maybe he scores one goal. But with him, he he's very good at linking up. He's very good at holding the ball. He's more involved, and that's why I think we should we should like um, uh, take advantage of that and use him because he uh, he is very integrated to the team compared to Dio, where. He, he seems very lost. As like when every time I watched the, uh, I feel I felt like he was lost on the pitch. I didn't I felt like he didn't know what to do, whether to run behind or whether to keep the ball. He seemed out of the out of place with, uh, but with uh, Nicholas Jackson, I feel he's more. He knows he he offers more to the team, and that's why I feel. Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't seen any of the pre-seasons, admittedly. I've just been slightly busy traveling around South America. Oh. But, um, <laughs> okay. have, have we been playing him sort of like Lo Celso last season, as in behind the striker, or has he been sort of been playing up top? Or like, I haven't, like I said, I generally haven't seen any. I know pre-season's pre-season, isn't it? So we can't really mm. sort of expect it. But how have we sort of been playing him? Have we... Mainly striker. He has just played striker. No okay. other position. Just striker. Yeah. With uh, with Nino, he has played with Nino. He has played with uh, uh, Danjuma, I think, and he has played with Dia. But uh, he has played striker, only striker. Yeah, position. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and he was the most used player. He was the most used player in the preseason with Bayana. Uh, I think Emery wants to test them and check how how they perform and how well they are doing. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's. Yeah, I just don't see us splashing big money to to get another striker. I I hear what Robin says about um, wanting somebody that um, Gerard can play off, um, but you know, I I just feel like if we maybe. If we have Jackson and we give him a good run, if we if we have Cavani and he plays when you know some minutes here and there, and you know and we have Morales who can play striker also, yes. we have you know we, we just have a lot of parts there, and I mean when Emery when we hired Emery, you know we knew he was a tinkerer and and everything, and that's I mean we haven't. Yes, preseason is preseason, but we've we haven't lost in preseason, and we defeated some fairly decent teams in there. So, I think that um, the you know it's hard not to be optimistic. Um, and I will agree with Robin that we, although some of the players we lost, I really you know liked for historical reasons and everything. I think we did a pretty good job of identifying players that we needed to move on and, and did so. So, so that's, um, uh, that's what I was going to ask you, Alan, how, how are you feeling about Moy? I mean, have you got over the grief 
the, the pure passion <laughs> you have for Moy. I mean, you know, have, have you stopped crying about it? I know, Alan. Oh, I mean, yes. We well, had I... calls overnight. You know, I had to stay up very late to be able to talk to you about it. And, Yes, I, I yes, really hope yes. you're doing well. I'm working through it. I'm working through it. You know, um, as it turns out, Elisa and I will be in Pamplona next month, so maybe I'll have to go buy El Sadar and uh, and uh, you know buy a buy a Moy shirt or something. But, um, but I, ser- I just, I just hope you see Moy in the streets. You know, yeah. You if, if I if I see him in the streets, I might recognize him. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Sorry. Yeah. Okay. No. I, seriously, I think we. I think. Um, you know, there, he was, um, I think that was a good, that was a good, you know, he, Mario, um, Ibora, uh, those and Asenho, I don't think any of those should, should really have been surprised that we, that mm-hmm. we moved. Um, the big ones that are still getting, as Julian said, at the start of the season, of the summer, everybody was all over oh, going to, you know, Powell was going to go and Danjuma and, now the talk of the ones that seem to be attracting interest are Jeremy and Estepinion. So I don't. I mean, what do you what do you think about if if somebody comes in for Estepinion at decent money? Do is he expendable? I mean, yeah, honestly, I don't mind. <laughs> I don't <laughs> okay. know what you guys think, but I don't mind Estepinion leaving because of I'm a big fan of Pedrosa and he proved again against. Inter, if you guys watched the last uh, preseason match, he's, uh, he offers so much offensively that mm-hmm. he makes it up defensively by scoring goals and contributing offensively. So for me, I don't mind uh, Pedrosa and, and Moreno as a backup on the left side. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm kind of say I I wasn't particularly happy with the signing of Estupinian when we first signed him. I, I just thought it was a very massive overpriced and I feel like we did pay too much. It was like 50, 18 million or something in the end, which we're talking about a borderline the same price per La Celso. Um, if you sort of contrast it to, I, I know that's going to be very controversial because I know there's a lot of people on the blog that are very big fans of it, and that's absolutely fine. I I don't think the money we pay value in terms of what he's given us. I, I like, like I said, Pedras is my favourite player, obviously. So, where Stupinian doesn't offer anything going forward, and I don't think there's that much difference defence-wise between Estupinian and Pedrasa in terms of sitting back. So, and Estupinian just doesn't seem comfortable sitting at the back. So I, I kind of got to the point now where I think Pedrasa is going to get better and keep going those goals, and I think Estupinian's sort of reached that level mm-hmm. where he probably is acceptable. And if we can get the same amount of money, and I, I think he probably deserves the same amount of money that we spent to him. Now he seems to yeah. almost that yeah. price tag yeah. after Liverpool game. But at the same time, I, I don't think we can let him go on the cheap. Um, and he seems to be attracting a lot of interest from the Premier League. I know the Tottenham thing was sort of touted as a bit of a deal for Lo Celso or there was a, you know, some sort of trade talk there. Um, but Tottenham already have several left-backs, so I can't really see that happening. And, no. you know, I, he, he's been talked about Nottingham Forest, I think it is, and that would probably suit him quite well, I, I don't know. Um, I think, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm saying I'm happy with the Pedrasa and Moreno, I think. Sorry, yeah, I think my my feeling about Estupinian is, I mean, when I've seen him in, he's he's always been much more effective playing for Ecuador than he has been for us, and I think yep. that's and I think that's partly just because of the fact that he's got more freedom to play forward there um, than he than he does with us. It just seems to me like he's a player who, I think he's a very good player. I just don't think. That Virial is the best place and best setup and best everything for him yeah. to show that. So I yeah, think, just, and sorry, I, just I, on I that point, do you think it? I mean, I, I've never seen Ecuador really play. Um, do, do you think it's because we're probably slightly stronger on the left wing already? So we we've, we've got no disrespect to Ecuador, we've got a better left winger than they have. So Estupinian can kind of be that highlight player, and he looks better for Ecuador. Or is it? Do you, yeah. I think I think it's I think it's I think it's partly that yeah I think he I think he's I think they need more offense from him on the left than we do. Yeah, I think that's that's a good that's a good uh, that's um, one reason and the other reason is because they don't use four four defenders they use three five I think so he plays as a left basically left wing back so that's why he he's more offensively and he's more free offensively. Um, mm, mm, mm. That's why, yeah, yeah. I think it's a big reason 
he doesn't need to worry about so much defending because he, he, they're playing with three defenders. Yeah. And win back. That'd be interesting if anyone is listening to this and has a watch a South American but I know you watch it a lot, so it'd be interesting if there's any South American people on the blog that can kind of comment on that, see if that's what they yeah. think as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because we talk, talk about Pino as well, I mean, how, how do you two feel about Pino possibly? I, I mean, I, I can't see it happening in his window, but yeah, I don't know. Let, I'll let you two kind of go. How, how do you feel about Pino? We'll start with Alan. Go on. Well, I think, I mean, no question he's, he, you know, great talent. Um, I think he did actually sort of the latter part of last year, maybe um, seemed like he was a little tired, maybe, you know, young kid, but I, I really like him. On the other hand, if somebody came in and offered me uh, uh, good money for him, you have a hard time not taking that. Um because you know, I mean, when he's not unlike Powell, he's not a local boy. Um, if if he has another good season for Virial, the offers will come in. They mm -hmm. may not be that much more than what they would be now. I don't know, but you you know that he's not a long he's not a long term player there. Um, so I I would. I would hate to lose him, but I could use the money. Spoken <laughs> like a true American, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Julian, go on your opinion. <laughs> uh, my opinion is uh, basically I prefer Paul staying than Pino leaving. I mean, uh, yeah, I prefer, yeah, so I prefer that Paul stays than uh, Pino stays. So. And the 40 million, or I don't know, I think there are rumors about 40 million. Um, it's very hard to say no to that because uh, I think the club needs the money to uh, reinvest. And um, if Arsenal offers uh, 40 million plus, uh, it's going to be very hard to uh, keep him because we have Samu uh, on the right side and we can always use... Um, other players such as Baena on the right side or other players so uh, I like uh, I, I like Pino a lot mostly because I feel like Samo is very inconsistent and he is I think next to Samo Castillejo the most frustrating <laughs> player <laughs> for VRL <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting to see what the Valencia fans think of Samu Castillejo. <laughs> yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> Some people were saying, "Oh, well, they really want him back." And I was like, "Why? He spent more time on the floor than he did doing anything standing up." Like, he that, did. That was, that was my opinion. I remember but actually quite a he did well argument. the last season, though. He did actually really well the last season before he left. So yes, yeah, he did. Anyways. He did. He he did put himself in the shop window there. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, when I was looking at him, he looks like a David Beckham tribute act. Like, <laughs> same hair, same tattoos, and just yeah. the same, the same rip, the same thin ripped jeans, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, very thin. Him outside of a VRL cage, he's the sort of bloke walking down the street that you just cross the street to avoid. Like, <laughs> you know, we just look at him. There. But uh, anyway, sorry, I digress. But yeah, in terms of Pino, so with Pino, I kind of so the forty million thing. Mm. I, with Pino, I kind of see that as value. I, I mean, you know, that forty million is definitely what I would pay for Pino because he, I think young player definitely going to advantage. In, in a weird way, he's kind of almost like Pedraza thing. But I feel like he's definitely going to get better. Whereas Samu, if we're doing a comparison, I feel Samu has reached his peak. If I'm honest, and I think Samu will slowly lose his pace and not be as effective. And that's probably a horrible thing to say. But like I, I've always rated Pino massively over. And the reason that is from a defensive, because I, I do like my mm -hmm. defence, that things mm -hmm. that if Pino lost his pace, he's still a normal defender. Like yeah. that is that left that right hand side is so protective of him. Like every time he stepped on the pitch, I was so confident that we just would not concede. I mean, him and Foyf on that right hand side is just absolutely brilliant. Like it, yeah. you know, you yeah. would look at that and think I'm not going anywhere past that. You wouldn't even try. Whereas Samu, we're not going to get that. He's, he's not approved defensively at all. He wants to attack. And that's fine if you've got Foyth behind. But if Foyth isn't playing, 
and we've we've got the new right back. I, I can't pronounce his name for the life of me, and uh, uh, I can't remember his name. <laughs> well, I just call him Kiko. I think it's yeah, just called Kiko. <laughs> well, we'll go with that. Um, he's he's more like he's attacking winger, isn't he? So he's he's obviously quicker than the Mario, from my understanding. But he's still that quick and winger. So if he pushes forward and Sam has to defend, we're still in the same kind of mess that we've had for years. Yeah. Whereas Foy obviously sits at the back, so it's not as much an issue. So I, I, I would be devastated to lose Pino. And I, I do put him on par with Gerard and Paul Torres in terms of our value for players, in terms of like mm-hmm. quality mm-hmm. when I think of VRL. So I'll be absolutely devastated. And I also I think it'd be a real shame to see him go to the Premier League because I just don't think they'll utilise his talent enough and they won't let him develop, which would be yeah. really sad. Arsenal's probably better than going to Manchester United, who just sign players and then completely ruin their careers. Um mm. Goes to Arsenal, we'll possibly get some games of Arteta and might develop quite well. But I think generally he's probably better off staying here. But like you said, Alan, he's a, he's not a homeboy. He's not quite got that same loyalty that Pau has. And you know, you look at the tattoo and his appearance, he's definitely going to go higher up. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like the next sort of showboy, isn't he? So, um, yeah, I mean, I just I I um I think that I think he's a he's a great he's an excellent player. I but I do find myself. It's interesting, you know. Thinking, of, I'm thinking about the whole Samu thing when he emerged too. There were always, you know, when he burst on the scene, he was, he was, you know, oh, we upped his release clause to 70 million or something, and you know, Liverpool was always going to bid on him and bid on him, and never happened. And there was always going to be this, and never happened. So, I, I almost feel like if you, if you get a bid as the as the club, if you get a bid that you can live with, it really is up to the player. I mean, last year we had a bid for Powell that the club was happy with, and Powell turned it down because he wanted to stay and play Champions League football with with Villarreal, which was fine. Um, but I think if another if a bid came in like that for Jeremy, I don't see that. Loyalty. I don't see him saying, "Oh, I'll stay around because I really want to win the conference league." <laughs> um, you know, yeah. I don't. I don't see that. And so, I think probably it really is up to one of those. Um, I think if a, there are several EPL clubs that could easily bid forty, forty-five million for him, and I think if they do, he'll be gone. Mm. Um, but uh, I have one question. Uh, I don't know what you guys think, but. How are they going to tempt him away if they, for example, Arsenal, they have Saka on their right side. How are, how are they going how are, how are to promise him to, to uh, get playing time if yeah. Saka is the first choice? Uh, uh, that's where I feel like I don't think it's going to happen because Pino, I don't think Pino is going to accept being the second choice for Arsenal. If Saka is the first choice, I don't know how they're going to sell him. Yeah, I, I certainly think that's true because he, he, like at VRL, he can easily oust Samu because, like you said, Samu goes missing for a bit. And also, yeah. if we if we haven't got that defence, because Samu is, Samu, Samu can play, what, so 90 minutes and you get the best out of him for like 20 minutes when he runs mm. up players at the end of the day. So, yeah, I, I, I can't. I don't know, but I, I think it'll, I, I think it'll be down to wages. I, I think that'll be a simple case. Pino will go there. He'll go to Arsenal for one season and probably not play and probably flop and get unhappy and get homesick and then come back <laughs> to Spain <laughs> and someone else will sign him. That would be the best. Yeah, that would be the best. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe maybe he can maybe we maybe we can do an Iago Aspas, right? We we <laughs> sell him for really good money. He he plays for a year, get, gets homesick, and we sign him again. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> has a bad run of form. Have you noticed that Aspas looks like Mr. Bean, doesn't he? Sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Pino doesn't, but Pino, Pino, I don't know what he looks like. I don't know who it looks like. Yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, you just reminded me of Aspas. I, I forgot he was signed to Liverpool, didn't he? I mean, to be fair play to Aspas, he's going to come back from all that, isn't he? And really, sort quite of, a player, though. Yeah, he's yeah. Quite a player, but definitely a player who I think really likes homegrown cooking and really um, likes, you know, he 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 really likes um, his style of play. Just whether it was just him having a hard time settling in at Liverpool or what or whatever, but you know, it just just didn't seem to work there. And um, it's just I was just pulling him up here like you know he played 14 matches for Liverpool over two years yeah. went, on, went on loan to Sevilla which I had forgotten about he had 16 appearances yeah. with them yeah 
And now, he, and then he's got almost what three, almost four hundred with Celta, <laughs> and scored twenty goals each each season ever since he came back to Celta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just that's crazy. Twenty with goals. Celta. Yeah. So well, done. and that, that's why I was all sort of. I mean, Alcacer. I, I always felt that Alcacer would be pretty good at Celta Vigo because that's the same style that um, Aspas plays, isn't it? Just a sort of quick. Mm. Although Alcacer lost his pace, obviously, but yeah, it um, doesn't have pace. Anything. <laughs> I always thought it was a good, yeah. good fit for them, so I was surprised you turned down that deal. But yeah, that's the But how about Alan? How do you kind of feel about uh, Julian's point about how, how do you think that Arsenal would tempt uh, Pino away properly? Good question. I, I don't really know Arsenal's roster that well. Um, I, you know, I think I think that is the big question. Um, obviously, they are playing in several different competitions and everything, so they can, you know. But I think you have to. I think you'd have to to tempt him away with with really good wages and a and a yeah. and a long deal for you know four year deal or something and and basically mm. say we want you to sort of be the guy who's kind of, um, you know. You're, you're sort of understudying for this role that that, uh, that Saka has now, something like that. Because I, that's why that's why I think you know somebody like Estepinion going to Nottingham Forest makes perfect sense because he can step right in and start every match for them. I think um, Pino, unfortunately, the way EPL clubs look at their budgets, especially the Arsenal's of the world, you know, paying forty million to have a player that you're really not going to give a lot of playing time to for a couple of years is not a big deal for them. And that's, mm. so I yeah. think that, I think that's something that, yeah, that's probably the hard part in, in the negotiation or, or whatever is, is for Pino to say, with, okay, well, I really want to do that. I think the thing with Pino, he is incredibly tough player. So I think he actually would probably settle in La Liga and, um, Premier League a bit more than maybe the average player that's come from La Liga. I think he, so. I think, very, yeah, very I think so. Because he's he's more he's definitely more of a uh, he's more of a one on one battler, and yeah. and I th- I think he could do quite well there eventually. Um, oh, but it's just a question of you know getting playing time and and everything. But he certainly doesn't fit the. Um, I think the English have sort of a sort of stereotype of the sort of silky smooth falls down at the least contact <laughs> um, yeah. Spanish player. And he's certainly not that. He'll get surprised. That. And the, the thing about him as well, he's, he's, he's that physical that people would be surprised in, in kind of how he plays. Um, I think the, the only time to be, to actually, cause I absolutely love him. I, I think the only time I've ever seen him play badly is when he's forced to play up front. And that's mm-hmm. what Emery did, and that's when he lost a bit of his confidence. Really, was when Emery had, was forced to bear to him to play him as striker. And Jeremy's not a striker in the slightest, is he? Really? I yeah. Mean, yeah. Right. Right. That's fine. Yeah. Kind of but you know, I mean, I think I think it's um, it's interesting also to see the difference <laughs> in the way that our finances are portrayed. Um, you know, the um, the team had the usual. Um, where the thing where they go to the to, to present the um, the big bouquet and the team colors and the and the local priest makes a speech and all that stuff, the the hmm. San Pasqual Basilica Day that they do, and I guess Senor Raj, uh somebody was asking him, of course, about signings and and financial stuff, and he's basically like, I mean, when you hear him talk. The reason for selling is not that we have to sell to get money. It's that we have to. Is that we, if we want to bring in a striker, we need to get rid of one. We we need mm. we need a you know. Um, the English paper press makes it sound like Villarreal are basically paupers with the cap in hand, begging for money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? that's, that's kind of how we want it, though, isn't it? Really, so don't try and charge us too much. Um, but yeah, no, that's a, certainly it's an excellent point. That that really is so. Um, we're gonna we're gonna see how it goes. I guess um, hopefully we don't lose him, but if we do, I guess we'll have plenty of money to spend on the on, on the players. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. I mean, we always are like the sort of only fools and holes. Uh, that's sorry, you won't get that reference. Um, sort of like trader sort of comp. And I, I kind of I want to go back to those eight those years. I want to kind of do that sort of quick dealing. Obviously, sad to leave certain players go, but we used to, you know, we used to buy players to develop them and then sell them on. And Dan Juma, yeah. I really hope we do that with him because his attitude has been absolutely appalling. Yeah, so, I, I don't know. I have uh, one question about that, about Dan Juma, since, uh, since you brought it up, uh, Robin. Uh, 
why hasn't he played in the preseason? I feel uh, it's always like some excuse about him being injured. And is it? Do you guys think there's more to it, or is just is he just injury prone player? Alan, go. <laughs> well, I don't. I mean, the only the thing I've heard about for a while, going back to late last season, was his ankle, which I know. He did miss some matches where, where it was injured, and we knew about that. I, you know, so I don't know if it's another one of those injuries that's just really a nagging thing. I mean, he has, okay. play, he has played a little bit in preseason, but it's true that mm. we haven't – I mean, we, we, he tends to sort of disappear, and we don't really know why. Um, yeah. And, I, and, that's, and that's where I think the, the whole – you know, the club transparency around injuries has gotten a lot worse – over the last mm. couple of years. And I think with Danjuma um, and Alcacer also, we, we've seen that where, um, you know, we know he got COVID at one point. We know there was something else going on at one point, but then he just sort of disappeared. Um, Danjuma, mm. I don't know. Um, I think I think he has had um, an ankle injury, but I don't know how serious. I keep hearing he's a bit of a head case, but I don't know. I mean, I don't think any of us know. Yeah, it's hard to see. Weird one with with him. I, I, it's not. I don't. It's not. Certainly, you know, he's done his fair bit for VRL, and we can't ask probably much more of him for. It's just his sort of attitude, really, which is getting to be a bit. Because you remember last season at midpoint, there was like the newspaper where which just came out and they said, yeah, he's using the club as a stepping stone, which is it wasn't fairly obvious when we first signed him, but then over time it sort of developed into that. Right. Um, you know, he, he has pro- he's done enough for the club for us to sort of justify him moving on. Um, but I don't think he does himself. If, he, if the injury thing, like, I'm not saying he plays it up or anything like that, and you know, if he's injured, he's injured. But he doesn't help himself with media comments and stuff like that. And being also, and you know, as soon as Liverpool and the other interests die down, he just suddenly turned around and said, Oh, I want to stay in Spain, I'm really happy in Spain, and stuff like that. And that was just really suspicious for me. And you know, he's he was going in the press and saying, Oh, I didn't mean to say that, I didn't know I was tricked. I mean. I don't believe that for a second. I think he's got a bit of a kind of ego and a bit of an attitude. And that's what makes him a good player because the best players like that are the ones with egos and attitudes. But at the same time, he just he hasn't got the loyalty to be real. And he clearly wants to move on at some point and think. But it's almost, in, in a weird way, that he he's not going to get that too much. I, 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 don't, I think the clubs are going to look at his injury record and just think, actually, we're not going to bother. And, also, you know, he, if he is going to make waves, he's not going to do himself any favours there either. So, um yeah. It's a weird one. I, he's almost like the polar opposite of Samo, uh, in the sense that yeah, yeah. very relaxed about him. Samo doesn't go in the media and say stuff the same way. Um, uh, you know, they cut their interest in him in Samo because you know the lack of consistency and there was something there. And I think that's the same with Dan Juma that they probably won't want to um, push for him well, either. Yeah, I think I think with Dan Juma though, it's like it's 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 a bit of a conundrum because it's like, okay, on the one hand, if you're going to use the club as a stepping stone and you're going to, I mean, I, I frankly, that doesn't bother me. If, if I mean, because frankly, we knew when we signed him, that was the case. You know, nobody, yeah. nobody knew, nobody said, Oh, this is a guy who's going to lock up our left wing for the next six or seven years. That's not going to happen. So mm-hmm. it doesn't, it didn't really bother me for him to say that. Um, I think what, but my attitude is, I guess, well, if you're going to say it, that, then you need to be out there playing. And if you're not playing, mm-hmm. then we kind of need to know why. <laughs> um, I do I do think that he is, what I have heard is that he is a player who tends to believe in, what would I say, alternative therapies to take care of some of his problems. Um, there was a, it was before one of the Champions League matches last year where he actually tweeted a photograph of himself um, like with you know acupuncture and the, um, the cups on his back and everything, and, mm, and no. which, which was fine. I mean, he got, he was able to play in whatever that match was, but it's like okay, so I see that, and I know first of all that that's obviously not Viriel doctors doing it. Um, mm. So it's not like he's that happy to sort of he's got, and again it's the ego thing. He's like, well, I think I can take care of this best this way, and that may be perfectly true. Um, but he needs he needs to get back out on the pitch because I think he's a very he's a very talented player and um, when we saw him you know we, when he was on the pitch in preseason I think he played against one of the yeah. English clubs he, he's what, on, the, on that left hand side next season though he, he can't be playing up front yeah he can't he be just, playing up there because it's, no I yeah. think that's the thing he has to be playing out over on the left and if he does that um, 
and and can do it effectively, then yeah, then then I've got no problem if he if he has another really good season and we qualify for the Champions League and and then he says, okay, I'm going to you know pocket my fifty million or or Villarreal's going to pocket my fifty million and on I move. I have no problem with that. Um, I think it was a yeah. good, I think it was an astute signing, and I don't think we expected he was going to be around forever. No, I suppose that does lead us. Oh, sorry, I was going to say that does lead us kind of nicely ending the podcast on predictions um, for the next season. But Julian, do you want to go over your point? I interrupted you. Sorry. No, no, there was no point. It was just I was just agreeing with uh, what Alan said. So, yeah. But always good to end a podcast on agreeing as well. So that's always. <laughs> All right. So, so then, yeah. So why don't we why don't we talk about the um, we just had our um, on the yeah. website. Um, uh, Zach asked us for our predictions, and I have to admit I was intentionally a little provocative. But um, what do we think for for Villarreal next season? Um, we got we got the Copa, we got the European uh, Conference League thing, and and then we got the and we got the league. So, Julian, what what do you think? I think by. Um Mm, uh, I think this is the first time in a very long time where I've uh, I've been positive uh, and looking forward to the new season because of how they have been performing the preseason. So uh, I would say somewhere between four and fourth place and fifth place. I think uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a good season for Villarreal, and I think we will either play in Champions League for fourth place or. Europa League fifth place. That's what I hope and wish. Alan, go on, you go. And in case you change your mind about what we said on the article, <laughs> I, I, I won't go massively into because we obviously won't be able to read the article. Um, just pushing that out there. But I suppose we can kind of summarize a bit. Have, have, have you changed your mind on what you thought, Alan, so far, based on anything? No, not real. Well, what I said, and what no, I think I'm. I think I think I'm thinking fourth place. Um, because I'm also optimistic about the way we've played. I also think that um, it's, I just think we have the team that can do it. When I look at the, when I look at the opposition, um, I think we're, I think Betis is probably our chief rival um, there. I think, I think Sevilla and La Real are going to are going to regress a bit. I may regret saying that, but that's what I think. And um, and I don't know. And of course, we have to see who Barcelona is able to register. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think fourth. Nice. I think fourth. I'm 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 looking for fourth place. And, and, a nice little and, and that to, and that to me ought to be our team. priority, not <laughs> not the not the Europa Conference League or or the. I think we mm-hmm. ought to go for, for the lead. Yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, I, I don't want to end on a negative note, so I, I think maybe when I wrote my, my post, I was slightly in a bad mood, or maybe hungover, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what I probably... I I, I put six, um, and I think that's not necessarily cynicalism, but I, I, I know everyone else is kind of talking about four because the other teams higher up are probably going to be not as good as they were last year. I, I don't think we're much better this, this season going into than last season. Um, and I think if we signed a, an, a decent striker, another striker alongside everyone, like a proper holding up striker, I'll feel more confident. But I, I don't think we're going to get the fourth place because I just feel I feel like this, you know, it's the first time we've ever played in this new tournament. And I think Emery's ego will get the better of him. And I think someone put a, an art, post to an article today on, on one of the articles saying that Emery really favours that European football, and I think that will happen again. Even though it's not the Champions League and the Europa League, I just feel like he he will prioritise that over that, and then we'll start suffering the league again. So, um, but I mean, maybe not as bad as last season, because the Champions League was very important. But I, I think that will sort of play into it, and we won't quite get that full pot, which we, which we really want. Um, I would much rather we just did really well in La Liga and sacrificed both the other tournaments, if I'm perfectly honest. But um, I said, I just, I'm just optimistic. I'm happy the season's starting again because I've missed football. Uh, I didn't have a World Cup this summer. I have to wait until bloody Christmas. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I won't rant about that. Well, right. well, yeah, I'm think, feeling positive about the season, but I don't think it'll be quite fourth place, which is depressing. Well, um, I'm just going to take w- issue with one thing you said, which is you don't think we're going to be significantly better than last year. Last year... Mm-hmm. Gerard Marino played less than 1,200 minutes in the, yeah. in the league. 
I mean, I think yeah. I think we cannot overemphasize the fact that we did what we did last year with Gerard and Danjuma between them playing less than a season of one player. So yeah. Yeah. I think we have to be optimistic looking at yeah. that. The, the uh, only, I, I completely that, agree yeah. on that. The, the only thing I would say is that, that they're another year older. <laughs> you know, they, have, they haven't got younger. So I, 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 hope, I, hope, I hope I'm wrong. But yeah, I feel but, like you know, Gerard's that, injuries might come back, which is... They're a year older, but they're going to talk to Albiol and and uh, Papa Kapu, <laughs> and they're going to find out what the secret of eternal yeah. of eternal youth I, I is. I someone's listening to Albiol's medical. I mean, I, I don't know what Jam Jam Juman these sort of witch doctor stuff going on, but if Albiol's if everyone listen to Albiol's health health advice, then I think we're going to have a, a brilliant squad for the rest of <laughs> about ten years' time. Um, there we go. Yeah, okay, like, so we're going we're going we're going to make Albiol head of our me- of our medical department as well as. <laughs> I, I bloody would. He's like Greek. He's like when I look at him, I just think of a Spartan in ancient Greek times. It's just that—that's what oh. I imagine. <laughs> what a player! Though. What a defender! I, I'm, I have to be honest. I—I ne- I never expected this of Aldiol. I thought he was going to flop in Aldiol because of how slow and old he is. But he has just well, yeah. yeah. And what was the who was who was the coach who was talking? Coached him at Napoli. Who was like. The Real Madrid coach. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, what, yeah. Uh, Ancelotti, yeah. Ancelotti, basic, yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically saying after after coaching Albiol, you know, for for a little bit, he said I could have walked away. You know, Albiol was mm. was basically, you know, well, I mean, that's a man that's like master of Italian centre backs. If you remember the Lace Milan so if, if that compliment coming from from him, that's that's saying a lot. That's right. Um, that's right. Yeah. And like I said, yeah. I love his health it's advice. Crazy. And I, you two can't see my face, but I'm still incredibly smug about that because I think I was the only one on the blog that just said, "Yeah, he's gonna be good." Um, <laughs> wow. But yeah, okay. I, I don't. You wow. know, I don't do smug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, we, we were, uh, we were I, all, I, we were I, all I, still. Remember, uh, um, yeah, we were, we were all still um, remembering Victor Ruiz or something. I think. <laughs> yeah, Ruiz and uh, Funes Mori. Um, <laughs> oh, it's one yes. of the. What a horrendous defenders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you still have nightmares about no, that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we, they were nightmares. Yeah. Well, let's let's all raise a glass to um, to <laughs> Albiol. Let's all do our whatever uh, whatever superstitions we do to keep our main players healthy, and let's go mm. for the Champions League. All right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, like it. <laughs> yeah. So good talking to you guys again. We'll have to uh, do. We'll have to do another one of these once the season's actually started, and we've seen what effect. Uh, we've seen what rosters we and some of the other La Liga clubs actually end up with. <laughs> You're watching now that we have about three signings announced on Monday. <laughs> yeah. Well, as I say, you know, doing the podcast that that'll put you know. I can I can see that the Viriel front office is going to listen to this and go oh okay now we can announce all these signings because we've been we've been holding off because we wanted these guys mm. to do a podcast. Either that or the partners for being negative. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I think I think it's I think you know it's it's been a good preseason and um, I think we have to to the extent that matters. I think I think it does matter actually. Um, I think it's a real positive for us and we'll go from there. So yeah, that, that woman's got you a season ticket now, Alan. <laughs> all right. So um, for Robin and Julian, this is Alan and Devon Varial, and we'll see what we got coming up this season.